Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Isaiah 54, 11 through 17, we're going to be wielding hope. Today's readings are coming from the ESV, and I am going to read the passage, but I encourage you to follow along as we read. So the passage reads this way, O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in antimony, and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of a gate, your gates of carbuncles, and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me declares the Lord. So, let's have some warm-up exercises as we get to know this passage, just some helpful questions to ask as we seek to understand it. So first, let's ask who was this written to, and as you probably know, this was written to a people currently in exile. Um, We talk about this a lot in our study of Isaiah, well, at least from 40 to 56, um, I believe it's 56, Um, we see that this was written to a people who are currently in exile. So we also see that the time period that this is referring to is really important because the way to understand this passage, first we have to know its audience, and then we have to know what Isaiah is actually saying, you know? When is this going to happen? And so this is going to happen in the millennium reign of Christ. So the glorious vision of the city that we're seeing here, it coincides with the New Jerusalem. And New Jerusalem is probably a pretty familiar term to you. Um, It refers to the city we see in Revelation. So we see that this was written to people currently in exile, and it's referring to the millennium reign of Christ. And we next need to dive into our study today, and we first see that God wants his people to use hope. God wants his people to use hope. The whole theme of this passage is hoping and rejoicing in the future of God's people. So we see that God used the bad situation of his people that they were in to show how good the future is. It's almost like a comparison. See where you're at now, and then see where you're at later. So God's people could view the present differently because of the future. You know, if the future, or excuse me, if the present were all we live for, they would have reason to despair. But realizing that instead of exile, instead of suffering, they're going to have stability, they're going to have prosperity in the millennium, that would give them a lot of joy, a lot of hope. And we see material prosperity. You know, it's kind of taboo in evangelicalism to talk about material prosperity, you know, with the spread of the health and wealth gospel, you know. But we see that there is wealth promised in the future for God's people. 
you know, and now when I say wealth promise in the future, this is not a guarantee of big checks in this life. You know, I like to, cons I mean, I'm a Christian, but I do not make big checks right now. I mean, I guess in comparison to the rest of the world, but at least in America, I am not exactly racking in the dough, but I still get a lot of joy and I do not feel betrayed by God because I have a guarantee of wealth in the life to come in eternity so I'm not like God where is my million dollar an hour check you know we see that this is a guarantee of pretty cool buildings in eternity you know we're seeing all these precious stones that I can't pronounce really well um, I do like saying carbuncles you know that's that's a word right there. We see lots of precious stones, and we're going to see those in eternity. You know, I thought of Big House by Audio Adrenaline. You know, it's a big, big house, that song. And <laughs> that is what we're looking to, not prosperity gospel. You know, God is saying, you're going to have sapphires on your fingers. You know, <laughs> that's not what he's getting at here. Isaiah is referencing the millennium and eternity where we've got, you know, New Jerusalem. <laughs> so we also see that there is peace that God's people can hope for. We've seen material prosperity, you know, looking at the exile where obviously there's not a lot of prosperity there. And then the material prosperity of eternity. But we also see peace. You know, there's no more wars or fighting. And this would have been music to the exiles' ears, obviously, you know. War was a familiar theme for them, but after the ex exile, you know, they would have been drained, you know. But in the eternity, they don't have any war. They don't. All they have is peace. And what is the point of this material prosperity and this peace? Because in themselves, they're not going to satisfy us. The point of this material prosperity, this big, big house with lots and lots of rooms, and this peace, it is so that we can enjoy our Savior undistracted and enjoy Him through these gifts He gives us. That is the point of these gifts. It's not so that we can say, look how rich we are, or look how good our military is. It's to say, thank you, Lord, that we can enjoy you. And so, next Let's look at how do we use this hope. And I'm going to go back to material prosperity and peace because that's what we looked at and that's what's in this passage. You know, you see all these precious stones and you see this peace that's promised. How do we use that? So we need to realize that even if and when we don't become rich in this life, we've got treasure in heaven if we use the money and resources God did give us well, Jesus literally told us to store up treasures in heaven. You know, I'm thinking of the beggar woman that Jesus talks about who goes to the temple and gives all that she has. You know, it's barely anything and it's not going to actually tangibly help the temple, but it is a sign of her trust in God. And that's how God wants us to use our wealth. You know, now I what Jesus is not teaching there, you know, is if you have a family say, all right, literally all my funds are going straight into the tithe, you know, you do got to put food on the table for your family, but God wants us to use our resources well, use our resources in a way that shows we trust him to satisfy us, 
not the things of this world. You know, next episode, we're going to look at how we are to trust in bread that never goes away, Jesus Christ. And we also see well, we need to use peace. We use the hope that peace gives us by realizing that we don't live in peaceful times right now, but we can have hope that the conflict will be resolved in the God-man, Jesus Christ. And really, we need to understand that God's providence, His control over all things, is our hope. When we don't have material prosperity and when we don't have peace, realize God's got a plan. We have the few we have eternity guaranteed, and we also realize that this life God is working for our good. And I encourage you brothers and sisters in Christ to meditate on this passage. Remember the plan God has for you and remember the eternity that we have so that even when we don't have money, when we don't have peace, we can have hope for the future and honor God through it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.